0: Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride, Pride the, the podcast. podcast, featuring special guest, writer and artist, Felon. <laughs> so grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride.
1: You his love. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Pride the Podcast. I have to say one thing about that song. You're Talk not going to believe it. When I was a preteen, I choreographed a number. And I performed it for my family to Aww. that song. I feel like say? a
2: lot of gay boys do
1: that. Well, I wasn't gay then. And that's why I was like so shocked. You didn't know that I was gay. Oh, I think you were pretty. No, guilty.
2: you were pretty fucking gay.
1: I was so gay. Anyway, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us today at Brian the Podcast. Special sh- 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 shout out to DNR Studios and Rehab Entertainment for doing what you do for us. I'm. Thank you so much. I'm Mr. Brandon Bradley. So good to be here.
3: I'm Darrell Anthony, and I, it is good to be here.
1: Actually. I'm Adam Andrew Rios, and it is nice to be
2: here. Unfortunately, Ashley. Is not here with us today.
1: She's rich and on location. And she put yeah. in
2: PTO, and I did. Approve <laughs> <it>. <laughs> she
3: put and she in, and it. I approved, and it. I did approve it. Um, no, but listen, <laughs> it is it is the original three today, which is kind of scary.
1: No, it's going to be so good. The core three. The core three. You hear that, Ashley? We've we've rearranged and we've edited and we've made some decisions. But listen, it's she is going jo- to. She
3: will be joining us. Um, she says she's going to come in for a little bit for the interview with. Fel- later. Right, which is um, what
1: I, I was gonna say that yes. we have mm-hmm. felon later. The artist and writer, the magical felon is gonna be joining us in just a hot second and Ashley's gonna be and, here to And join not us even
3: for that. the felonies that we've gotten,
1: but the real felon. That's not well, Oh well. Not I don't know. I think there's actually only... no, I've well, never I've never Please don't cut me off while I'm trying to like oh. bring up your felonies. I know,
2: shut me. up. I've never had any felonies. I've been like arrested twice. Yeah, but they've been like petty
1: misdemeanors. Those aren't No. No. Adam felonies felon. felonies is what you're talking about
2: adam is
3: not a felon
1: No, oh, that's what i'm trying to say you're not a felon nor well felon's a felon
3: <laughs> <laughs> listen it's been a minute let's talk about you know
2: what's going on what's been going world? on yeah a
1: lot a omicron is on its way we got
3: omarion yeah
1: um, And wish wow um,
3: Omarion Panini. Um, it's it's gotten a little bit crazy because, again, people, I just got my booster shot. Um, I was going to ask, feel, how are you feeling? I like shit. Um, but, you look like it, too. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no problem. So I'm just really working on hoping that everyone gets that because I'm like, I don't want to stop the streets. I don't want to stop being able to go out. Um, and I'm a little nervous. I, You know, I think we're up to, what, five or six cases here in New York now?
2: I think it's, yeah, it's like five. Yeah. Something like so,
3: that. So... People are getting a little scared. And there's also a big group of people, even those who have been vaccinated and definitely believe in the pandemic, who are like, I'm done. I don't care. They're like, at this point. like New York pe- especially, people are, yeah. People are a little tired. They're like, I don't, fine. They're like, I ain't died a whole pandemic. And I think that's a terrible attitude to have. But I also understand. Mm-hmm. Like, people are tired. I
1: um, might be one of those people, I'm not going to lie. Like, I am really tired. Of course, I'll adhere to all of the mandates mm-hmm. and, like, everything that the CDC and the administration tells me to do. But, like, I am so tired. I
3: say shoot me up, fuck me up, fam. That's fine. But, like, <coughs> like yeah, I'll take it. But, like, I'm just like, so am I going to have to in a few months take another shot? Because they're like, well,
2: Oh, we, uh, well, here comes... They're, they're like, this, because technically... I'm fine with that. Another Greek alphabet. And, and that's fine. For but, sure. But
3: didn't they say that this booster that we're taking now technically protects us against the delta variant. Right. So like we might know. have to get something else stronger for the Mar- and I'm just like at this point I'm Leo gonna Mario- go- <laughs> Honestly, Mar-ion.
1: I'm just going to add Touch. it to my 3 month prep checkup mm. just like just go get booster. If I have to get my I have to get <laughs> like 6 vials of blood drawn mm. every 3 months just shoot me up with some O'Marion. Just give it to me. Well, I'll so
2: last night I was out to dinner and Brayden texted the group chat and was like Oh, my goodness, five confirmed cases. Uh, now I, I just spiraled because I was like.
3: <laughs> Adam got
2: stressed. I got stressed because this is a, this is exactly the same thing that happened when I started at Eden. And I had that good little job. And then we went into the new year. And it was like, hee, 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 hee. And then all of a sudden, Adam the and I panini. And s- spiraled less.
1: I think it's different, The panini though. hit.
2: But I think now, because New York can't afford to shut back down. We can't go through that But also that back yet.
1: then, like a year ago, we didn't have a vaccine. We didn't have a plan. Fully. We didn't have blah, fully. blah, blah, blah. But what I was most president. concerned
2: about was just like, I cannot lose this job. Like, I just started this good job. Like, I'm enjoying myself. Like, I'm finally learning everything about the office. And I just don't need them to be like, okay, we're going to go back to, you know, working from home. Sorry, Adam, we're going to have to let you I don't go. I think that's
1: going to happen. Yo, did you see what um, the... <laughs> President Joe Biden, his press conference. Joe Biden, okay, well, no, uh, (sighs) um, a reporter was like, "What's going to happen with this um, Omari line variant?" "Mm -hmm. Um, and he was like, "He, oh, oh, no, it was with Trump, and he got tested positive." (laughs) Three days prior to their first presidential debate, back in the election. Oh, and they and, asked him, and Joe Biden was like, "I don't, I don't think, I don't about, think him. about the former president,
2: don't know anything
3: about no. him. No, and good, and
1: like he shouldn't. There, Hello, there was,
3: there was a photo released last week of that orange turd, and he was standing beside uh, Kyle Roddenhouse, and they were just grinning. And apparently, just like apparently they're going to put Kyle in like Congress or something. No, they're going to try Marjorie,
1: him Marjorie, whatever the fuck Taylor her name Thomas. is, is like endorsing him to. What did you just say? Taylor Thomas. Marjorie Taylor Thomas. Don't do Jonathan Taylor Thomas like that. That's (laughs) wrong. Wow. That's Um, that's his mama. That is not his mama. JTT does not like that. (laughs) That is so funny. Um. Anyway, she's endorsing him to be some fucking bullshit, and then Matt Matt Gates is like wanting him to be the intern. I he probably I did. You see basement? that
4: he
3: wants he adopts to... kids, right? Ain't that what Matt Gates do? He said, "This he is my son." Sucks. Well, he that, that was kids. weird.
2: He slept with, yeah, uh huh. But that's allegedly, okay, allegedly. Republican. We need to say allegedly because um, we don't Allegedly, get so sorry. I'm, sure. I'm a legal. Well, note. I'm allegedly so sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you see he wants to like bring back the Gestapo? Like he was like, I want to create my own. Like military within the state of Florida, and I'll run it. And everyone's like, okay, so you're Hitler? Like, you're
1: creating your Gestapo? Like, what are you doing, bro? You're finna say about flying, (sighs) right? I was just about to say that. About what? So when I went home to Texas for the Thanksgiving break, I had a layover in Atlanta, which I never do because I'm platinum. It's so weird. Yeah, when you were like, um, we're on our layover. I was like, you ghetto. I know. There's to no direct. Baby. You, what airline? We
2: flew direct to JetBlue mm-hmm.
1: from New York to San Antonio? Absolutely. from JFK yeah. and wow. home
2: and right back. That's
1: interesting. No this problem. This platinum diamond Eva had, had, had
3: really great seats too. Keep going.
1: Where in like the
3: 30s? No, honey. I was like I like, was
1: like 18, okay? I was like okay, seven. anyway, but so okay. I spent a lot of time in the south too long and I was like at a bar, I think in Atlanta for my layover. Definitely you were at a bar. 100%. And they, I heard, like, three or four people talking about they were from Florida, and they First kept problem. praising their governor, Ron DeSantis, and how they can't wait for him to run for president. And they kept saying, like, our state is the best. Like, we have it made. We don't have to pay X, Y, and Z taxes. We don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z, COVID protocols, blah, 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 blah. I had to thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> production for that sound noise. I had to get up and leave. I only had one drink at that bar. I was so mad because they made me get up and leave Mm. because they honestly thought. Now granted her roots were like two inches thick.
2: From Mankin, Georgia. And she had a big t-shirt on.
1: It was terrible. I had to get up and leave because it made me so just uncomfortable and like what the fuck are you thinking that Ron DeSantis is going to be a great first of all governor of your state of florida well and they already thought that a great presidential candidate it's ridiculous but isn't stacy abrams running for governor yes of she Hotlanta? is can our production Girl. crew get a nice sound effect on that Hi, I'm Braden Bradley, co-host of Pride the Podcast, and I'm here to report that Stacey Abrams is going to run for governor of Georgia yet again, and she is still not going to concede from her 2018 governor race. I I know, where she she got cheated. She got cheated. I actually think that because
3: the work that she did in the background... for when they voted for um the two jump my baby oh he's so sexy the I mean, senate runoff yeah
1: like who john also i want him uh-huh. so bad he, yeah, he's, he's, he's
3: always like hey guys and i'm like you West. would
1: make a great first lady of georgia
3: i think so i think so and i like to eat and whatever but <laughs> and
1: they got soul food they
3: do have a lot of good soul food i want to go to Candace's restaurant old lady gang because i saw some pictures oh are you just
1: saying that because they're a sponsor for the podcast i
3: am they are a sponsor thank you candy um but yeah no i think that with everything that she did really to help us with that i think that she should get it i mean she should have got it the first time so i
1: think now she's gonna she's gonna win
3: I hope. I mean, people are really tired. Georgians
1: are mad. Yeah, Georgians are tired. And what was great about Stacey's like whole campaign of bringing out the people who don't normally vote—that's right. how they flipped the two uh-huh. seats. So I think if she can continue that momentum, which honestly she will, mm-hmm. she's gone, She's going to be governor.
4: All right, bitch. I,
3: hope I so. think
1: she's gonna. I think it's gonna happen. I would love to see it.
3: I think that people are really looking for something different. People don't want to have the same situations going on. People are already though, thinking that Kamala and Pete Buttigieg are going to run together. Um, you know, in the future election, they're like, oh, they'll be the ones to run, I don't know. But
1: I will have to say though, like being in the south for maybe what what was that like a week and a half, 10 days or whatever, you were there too long. Yeah. It got me really nervous about just the power of idiocracy. <laughs> I don't even know Speaking how to put it. Of, like
2: last night, Sharaf and I went to dinner, and then we went and like hung out in a park or whatever. There was a moment where I felt nervous that we were gonna get attacked because these two like homeless guys were like sitting on a park bench, like a little far from us. Well, I wasn't really thinking about them, but then all of a sudden they started like kind of circling.
1: And this if, like, is in New York City.
2: And I was like, what y'all doing? And I was like, let's go. I was like, uh-uh. I don't... Mm, I'm getting a bad vibe. Because I just had a feeling someone was going to come up behind us and, quack. I mean, real quick. You know, um, and it could easily happen. 100%. Race it break. happens all the time.
3: Racism and uh, homophobia is very much alive. And I don't want people to be... Like, a lot of people say, you know, you live in New York, you're a lot safer. And it's like, yes, but That's no. not true. You can go... Literally, I can turn from... In Chelsea here, I can turn from one street that has rainbow flags and go down ninth, tenth, eleventh Avenue and be attacked. Like it doesn't matter. Vary that, and a lot of times, you know, remember a couple of years ago when there was a lot of men who were pretending to be gay that were going to gay bars, especially at Bottoms Up and Hell's Kitchen, mm-hmm. and attacking men outside the bar and like beating them up. That was a whole that still minute,
2: happens. That still yeah. happening A lot of it's happening on Grinder or Growler or whatever app you're using. They pose I as say, these. He ain't got no app. Not anymore. They pose.
0: I have
2: no more. They pose. No problem. As like gay people and like Let me lure these people in.
3: He'll show you. He said, him and his nigga deleted the app.
2: Like social. Yeah. The last one. So did y'all y- 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 delete it together?
1: Um, Who deleted it first? I guess I did. Wayne. I don't
2: know. Did he? He did, yeah. He did. At least I know of. I'm not trying to check his phone because I ain't trying to find something that's going to just upset me. You know what, mm-hmm.
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> well, well I've not deleted anything. I'm out there and I'm I'm single as hell if anybody wants to DM. My phone number is... Don't
3: do it. You know who's not single, though, that I thought they were single because they're newly out and gay? Colton Underwood. I don't know if you guys have seen his new show. Well, he got a man, too.
1: Wait, go back. Who is Colton? Thank you.
3: Colton Underwood. Is was, that
1: Frank Underwood's child? Okay. No,
3: bitch. <laughs> Ugh, maybe, actually. But no, Colton was actually on a couple of seasons ago. He was on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a whole thing that was kind of weird where he was just like, oh, I'm straight. And he got this girl. And it turns out he wasn't straight. And he was like, yeah, I knew I was gay the whole time. And a lot of people got upset with him because they were like, you play with someone's heart. Um, I believe her name was Cassie. Um and now, yeah, he's openly gay, and he has a husband, and he ended up getting a Netflix, Netflix show because show. of Adam's stupid man, Gus Kentworthy, was like, let me help you come out. So now he has a Colton Underwoods coming out, and like he's like learning all the gay things, like how to wear tight jeans and how to wear this and how so to wear a gay So Adam
1: showed me that net- Netflix show. I thought it was Colton Haynes. No. No, he'd been out. I know, but I would like to know how he came out because he's so cute. So, Colton- <laughs> so you want Colton
3: Haynes. You said this in the green room.
1: Right. Um Sure Um Yeah No problem Right here Okay, um, okay so Colton Underwood Is some bachelor fool okay. Yeah he
2: was just on He was on
1: a
3: season So I mean bachelor. I guess technically You could say we got our first Gay bachelor
1: was he the bachelor? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he, could. Was yeah, he was the bachelor. Wait, he was the bachelor. The Bachelor. Yeah, and then went on like,
3: there to get all these women and then he was just he got a woman and then he was like, Oh, oh no, wait, by the way. I heard about
1: him. Yeah. He was on the view and, and all that shit. And listen, I yeah. wanna get
3: I wanna give a shout out oh, to yes. Sonny the Hostin, who when he came <laughs> on the view, she was just like, mm, I think because he was the whole thing was he was a virgin. That was like his whole thing he was riding on. He's like, I'm waiting for the right one. And Sonny was like I don't think that's it. It's either one or two options. Uh, he has had sex or he is gay. She said because the, like, the, it's just not true. She's said I could just tell. And, like, she was giving all, a lot of reasons to it. You can go on the ABC.com app and check it out. Um, and she talked about that. And then he came out. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. She- Ugh. I mean, listen. I think that.
2: Kadraritos
1: for coming I, I think, out. Like, that's that,
3: great. I think that everyone comes out in their own time, and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we don't want to force. Yeah, but people. that
1: really sucks. Like at the expense of NBC Universal's. But baby. what <laughs> I'm just like, what of grinds my on ge- show. what grinds my gears is that like, why are
2: we like celebrating him for doing like the bare minimum and like giving him his own show and like what, what, do, he do, you, what do you think is the bare
1: minimum coming out?
3: But he had a platform. Listen, here's the thing. I don't want to take away from Nat because I don't want to say, like, he shouldn't, whatever. But Everyone's
1: do- coming out story is different. extremely individual. Some people and- come out
3: skipping like me. Some people...
1: I mean, even me. It took me years and years and years, and I'm still straight. Yeah, but you didn't get... A- okay. <laughs> But You didn't get no, no, no TV show, like you didn't he get did. no... he
3: got on Pride the Series and we've told his story to a character <laughs> named Travis.
1: I got on Pride I the that. Series and also won like Mr. Gay New York, and like I'm writing a book about it. Like, I have some Look is
3: book coming? Uh, it's a,
1: still... it's, a it's, a <laughs> it's a pandemic, it's a pandemic.
3: Um, no, but I do understand what you're saying, Adam. It's like we're uh rewarding white mediocrity, that's what you're
2: mediocrity, saying, mediocrity. Yeah. yeah, like he ain't doing nothing, but. At the same time.
1: Like, who cares? Ho- he probably doesn't want to ho- do anything because he's shameful. Sorry. Hopefully,
3: ho- no, hopefully he doesn't go the route of Caitlyn Jenner and he has this platform to help other people and then it just becomes about something else. Like, because this show right now mm-hmm. is like, how do you dress like a gay man? And how do you eat like a gay man? It's like, listen, all gays we eat different. Sometimes I eat like a pig and sometimes I don't. So, I don't know. Like,
2: it's, it's a weird show. I know. I sometimes think you feel like a nut. Sometimes Sometimes you don't.
1: don't. So I think it's really weird to like, say like because you're gay you have to do x y and z the same way like no and that's
2: another thing that kind of like annoys me if that if that's what this is it's just like who cares i'm not just gay yeah there's no right way to be and
3: i happen
1: to be gay well everyone listen
3: everyone's really different with it and like i feel like because you know everyone knows i've been i get my nails did and i think to some people that could come to a question especially from the south they're like are you trans are you doing that and it's like no like I just get my nails did. I'm not transgender. I'm not any of that. But before we go to break, I did have one more question I wanted to bring up to you guys about the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um,
1: they- Which one? Holland, Thailand, Asia, yes. Canada, uh, you, Ireland. And then the new... Like, I don't know. Like the new drag North scene Pole, show. Saturn, yeah, yeah, Uranus, wait, hey. Venus. <laughs>
3: Mercury and uh, Venus, oh, that's, Anna, it Earth to- home, Red Mars, Jupiter, and Bright Ring, Saturn, Uranus, and Pluto circling the sun. All right, so how do you guys feel about I'll let Adam go first because Brayden is going to say something stupid. How do you feel about a new cisgender heterosexual white male who is a drag queen participating in the competition? Do you feel like that's taken away from gays? Do you feel like – because, I mean, this whole conversation happened with trans uh, people as well. No,
2: I don't think it's taking away from, like, the gays or anything. I think it's actually kind of, like, groundbreaking because it is high time that we start incorporating – all facets of drag like it's not just you know gay men dressing even up
3: see bearded drag too at
2: this yeah you know and then like because i think holland had a, a bearded queen for the first time or whatever they yeah did. um so i think it's great you know it's gonna bring a whole new like dynamic to the workroom. you know he'll probably go well he'll go home first i don't know i'm just talking shit but yeah like why not like why not and you know
3: w- what's your thoughts megan i mean brayden
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: over here rolling his eyes like Megan no I'm not
1: rolling any eyes Talk I just him. have a question for Was you Darrell me? Yeah. what did
2: the fox say
1: shut up what did he say in his interview
2: I mean he
3: did get up in his interview and he said it is high time someone who is white cisgendered, and heterosexual to get a piece of the pie mm. and Mm. that was very interesting mm. because mm. I said, wait, what? Mm. And, and listen, we're all about inviting you under the LGBTQ tent, mm. but the way he went about it was very messy, so I think that Brain just kind of I'm said, not saying anything more. No, no. I think Brink just said that's why he shouldn't be on the show.
2: Alright, people. Yeah, I, I, one quick thing before we go. I am excited for this new season. It's a new crop of girls. that I've, I really don't know any of them. I know Cornbread, because I follow...
1: Cornbread? Like,
2: yeah. I make
1: good of. cornbread. I make better
2: cornbread. No, you don't. Mm, You need to add some salt. <gasps>
1: <gasps> All right. And <laughs> after this commercial break, we are so excited to bring with us Felon, artist and writer. She is spectacular. Can't wait to chat with her. We'll be right back.
2: pride fam we at pride the podcast want to wish you a happy
1: holiday season
0: remember to spread the joy and live out loud be sure to like
3: follow and subscribe to pride the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts
1: and don't forget our merch which make great holiday gifts so go to DNRstudios.com to check it all out happy holidays with pride
3: Welcome back, everyone. Hi. Hi! I am so happy to announce who we have here today. Artist, writer, superstar of the world, felon. Hi! Hi.
1: We're gonna be arrested after talking to you because we have committed a felon. <laughs> I don't know where he's
3: coming. Today he's today he's killing it. <laughs> he's killing
1: it. <laughs> Wait, so felon, where are you right now and what is the time?
5: yeah so i'm in stockholm sweden and the time is like 3 a.m Jesus christ yeah so it's like basically in the middle of the night and i've been to like this uh, like the swedish music publisher gala thing where they like celebrate like the most successful songwriters of the year so I'm a bit tipsy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we love
2: it. Yes. You fit right I'm on in
0: with a myself. I've been <laughs> <laughs> <I'm, I'm> drinking. <laughs> but she has a better no, excuse.
5: Like, I've been there like the whole day and I was like, okay, I got home and I was like, okay, should I like take a power nap and wake up? But then I'm going to be hungover. And yeah, exactly. You, know, you want to. Drink a little bit more and
4: stay awake. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. Just keep the party going. That's literally like yeah. what happens to me. I realize as I've gotten older, like going to brunch, I used to be able to go to brunch and go out after, but then I want to take this nap in between. I'm like, if I take that nap in between brunch, it's nothing's a rap. Rap. Nothing's happening I went cause to I'm, bed. Because I'm going to wake up Mm-mm. hungover as shit. And I'm going <laughs> to, like, I can't go anywhere. So when you go out drinking like that, it's kind of, you have to power through it.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: It only, like, works if you have, like, just like a fifteen-minute nap.
3: That's not right. possible. I don't know what a fifteen-minute nap right. is. I'm getting under <laughs> no, the covers.
5: I, I've done it. I've done it. Even like you know, like uh, you know, the club uh, Berghain in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I I fell asleep like on the speaker for like <laughs> and it was like you know like this super loud techno music, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna have a nap. <laughs> and I just kept dancing.
0: That's commitment.
1: Mm. I love that. So Felon, <laughs> you grew up in Stockholm. How was oh, that?
5: I'm England, actually.
1: And where? Tell me again.
5: In Finland. Oh, in Finland.
1: So how was it growing up in Finland and then just becoming yourself um, in Stockholm as an artist?
5: Well, I grew up in, like, a really small town. Well, not even a town. It was more like a village with, like, 2,000 people living there. So basically, like, you could do, like, two things. You could, like, play hockey or you could play football. And Mm -hmm. if you didn't do like neither of those things. Like, you either like hang out with the, you know, cool kids, uh, like smoking or something, or then you started a band and I started a band. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So were you? So I
5: wasn't one
1: of the cool kids. So. Right. Mm. Well, you have proved them you, wrong. You are now, now. The, now cool you're kid. the cool kid. Yeah, you look you're cool, the as cool as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you're up at three a.m. in Europe on an interview with Pride the podcast. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so were you always musically inclined, or
2: was that something that like you discovered later in life, or was it, you know, how did the inspiration to become a musical artist come about?
5: Well. Basically, like I don't know where it came from because, like, for as long as I can remember, I've been uh, singing and I was like, you know, putting on shows in my parents' basement mm-hmm. when I was like seven years old, and I like made all my friends and family come watch these shows. And uh, then when I was eleven, I started my first band. So I don't know, like, where it came from. It's basically <laughs> always been there, but. Like, no one in my family is, like, musical or anything. So I don't know where, like, this interest or, like, came from. Mm -hmm. But it's always been there.
0: Amazing. You just have the spark. Hmm.
3: That's amazing. I love that you had a whole, like, club going on when you were young. Like, people, y'all gonna come see me perform. (laughs) I love that. So... You started out doing all of this. What made you go into the genre of music that you do? Like, is there something that really inspired you? Was there an artist that inspired you that you Mm -hmm. wanted to uh, emulate in any way?
5: I think, like, uh, when I started my first band, like... uh my dad showed me a video of blondie okay me. that's okay yeah
1: that's okay. what i was yeah, that's what you. i
3: thought and i didn't want to say that but that's yeah your music very you're so i love blondie. it you're mm-hmm. so
1: blondie i love it yeah
5: and i just i was just amazed and uh ever since then like that's been one of my biggest inspirations and uh, uh and i think like i've been you know doing different kinds of music and i've been writing for other people and mm-hmm. producing for other people but i think i always came back to this kind of like you know like pop rock Mm -hmm. that's like kind of like it's a lot of energy it's a bit like punk but it's still like really you know like easy pop melodies for sure yeah yeah Yeah.
1: so one of your recent songs funeral how did that come about because the video is fucking sick. Yeah. Like how the lyrics are also like just really amazing and pointing. I don't know about you guys, but like to my everyday life right now, as I sit here and talk to you, (laughs) Um, what, what what was the inspiration behind funeral? It's beautiful.
5: Mm, Thank you. Well, basically funeral for me is like, it's pretty, I don't know, like dark story or like I, I was like in an accident that, uh, that had me like in an ambulance, like rushed to the uh, ER. And mm-hmm. then wow. I think like, you no, know, when you're young, you think that you're immortal and like mm-hmm. nothing can happen to you. And that like accident kind of like changed my way of seeing life. And wow. I suddenly like knew that okay, one day I might not be here. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. what what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? wow funeral for me is like about just like living life to the fullest and so that when it's over you can say like okay i had a good run yeah
3: yeah Yeah. i really love that too a lot of us here at the pride the podcast table has directly or indirectly dealt with a lot of loss here lately and Mm -hmm. i found you know that's how i've been thinking it's like how do you want to leave your mark on this world right like you want people to say like that person was a good fucking time and i mean th- i think that's what my friends would say about me i hope i hope um but you know I-, I think that that's really a good thing that you you put out there in a good way of looking at it mm-hmm. so i just want to mm-hmm. like thank you for that
5: mm. yeah i think like no it's like and and when i write music like most of the time i like take inspiration from my own life or like things happening around me yeah and mm-hmm. me like that accident was kind of like a life-changing moment for me and like the way for me to deal with it is to write about it so uh Yeah. yeah
0: No, I love that you write a lot about um, different political stances and like things that are going on in the world. I sometimes I feel like a lot of artists they just get stuck in love songs, you mm. know, and that's all they know is to write love songs. But I I really appreciate that you write about so many other things that's going on in the world, you know. Um, like your song uh, "Dear Boys," I love mm. that. It's like a great beat and it has a good message. Can you tell us about that song and how it came about?
5: yeah so that song was actually written at it like it was an all-female songwriting camp
0: yeah uh,
5: yeah, and we were like you know talking about it was like the song came about like right in like the me too movement Mm -hmm. and we were like talking about like different experiences we had and then we're like okay but instead of like writing a song that's like focusing on the negative stuff like mm-hmm. how can we like focus on something like how could we like what can we do to like make a better future and yeah. so that's like how it came about so it's it's basically a, like a letter to parents or like the society of like how can we teach the next generation of boys to be something different mm-hmm. and yeah to be like you know, vulnerable and to be... So we can have, like, a more equal future where everyone can, like, be themselves and express themselves.
1: Yeah. So would you say your, like, songwriting is not only therapeutic to yourself and your childhood and upbringing, but also therapeutic for the world, in a sense, to, like, change and look at the world differently? Are you an advocate?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, like... It's hard to say, like, I don't want to say, like, that I hope that my music will change the world somehow because, like, I'm only one person and, you know, but if it can, like, inspire someone to, like, take a stand for what they believe in and and for equality and, you know, then I feel like, okay, uh, made it you
2: know right right as long as you're you've touched someone or someone's been affected by yeah, yeah. i can feel that yeah. because i feel like a lot of artists get not pigeonholed but like they have like you know this pressure of like oh you need to use your platform mm-hmm. for you know this justice or this cause or this and that and it's like i mean yes you know it would be great yeah. but sometimes that's not their responsibility you know what i mean
5: no, exactly. I think it has to come from the heart. Then if you like feel yeah. like you have something to say, then mm-hmm. say it. But it mm-hmm. shouldn't be like forced upon. Anyone just because they're an artist, you know? Yeah. right. I mean, sure.
3: and music is the one thing that unites the world. Like everyone loves music. I mean, people mm-hmm. listen to music for many different reasons: breaking up, getting into relationships. You, I mean, there's a song I feel like for every aspect of a person's life. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell you, like when I was in high school, I was like oh, that was my song for this, and it meant this at that moment. And I, I love that you are really pointing that out with your music, and I think it
5: will mm-hmm. touch
0: someone and change someone's life. Thank you. <laughs> Also, I want to say, I know you just got recently got engaged. Congratulations. Congratulations. You. Yes, I saw on Instagram. <laughs>
1: <Congratulations>. <laughs> so I know your
0: fiance is a photographer, so he does the photographs for like all your albums and everything. Which are fierce. Yeah, yeah which are fierce.
5: Thank you. Yeah, no, we like we've been together for like eight years and and yeah he's an amazing photographer and like director and has mm. done like a lot of my videos and photos but also for like a lot of different artists from like Icona pop to like rolling stones to like yes mm-hmm.
1: yes oh, wow yeah. how okay. did how did y'all meet
5: it was like through work so so basically i was like oh i want to make a music video and then like uh we met and uh the meeting ended with us like starting to film the music video and then like i was like in the meeting for like four hours, and then by the end of the meeting, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to a party in like two days. Do you want to join?" And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and,
0: the, rest to and the rest is history. You are my Aww. type of girl. I how's love that sex? you love the party? You said, "I'm gonna give me a man." Brain. Okay, how about that? Yeah. that? No, Adam no. saying
1: I can't ask that question. No, you. Okay, that's not a the green room. Um, Brandon being nasty. I asked
0: just I want to know how's the sex, but <laughs>
1: Adam told me I couldn't ask that question. You don't have to answer. You I mean, don't they answer.
0: just got. I'm gay, so I'm guessing it's It's great. pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm jealous.
1: I'm jealous. <laughs> yes.
3: Listen, I
0: love your style. I have to say, I can't, stop.
1: Uh-huh. I can't stop
3: staring. First of all, yes, you and I should party together because I feel like we're on the same page.
1: when are you coming to New York?
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, like, now it's finally open up.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah.
5: Yeah, I don't know when I'm coming to New York. I know I'm going to L.A. in, like, April next year. But okay. Like, we can stop in, you know, New York. Yeah, but or we, maybe we can meet you, you in L.A. To, or if you're coming to Coachella, then let's party together
3: there. Um, oh, okay. oh, wow. Listen, so I've been <laughs> I, I've been on this whole festival. I just did Izu here in New York, which was fucking out of this world. And I know a lot of people went to EDC and everything. And we've been wanting to go to Coachella um, mm-hmm. for quite some time. And obviously, COVID said, sit your ass down. However, <laughs> I think that we might go to Coachella this year. And I think that we can make that happen. And I'm—I've been yeah. trying to a little so, festival.
5: Like, I think we like. I feel like we should
3: party together. Right. I, I, so. I mean, I don't know if the world is ready for it. Probably it might be not. A no. bit. Uh... It might be a little dangerous, but girl, I'm with it. And your top dress, whatever that is, I want that. So bring that with you.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna borrow it. Yeah, yeah, I'm borrowing. Let me borrow that top. No, it looks great. <laughs> so,
3: what is one artist that you hope to collaborate with in the future, besides us? Right,
4: right. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
5: Well, of course, like I have to say, Blondie, because like, yes, right, uh, because like my first inspiration, but uh, also like Miley Cyrus, like I love her, and uh, um, yeah, I think those two maybe. Perfect. We're gonna put that on oh, the I world. Mean, yeah, though.
0: I mean, those I are both totally, amazing artists. Yeah, I'll text totally Miley you right, with right, Miley, now. <laughs> you <make> a <laughs> I
3: I feel like Miley might be a Coachella. This year, probably because I'm sure the yeah, I'm sure Lil Nas know. is gonna be there.
2: She's kind of yeah. popped up a lot of places, right? Yeah, yeah a lot of
0: mm-hmm. different festivals. She has. So, so that only really makes
5: I sense. Love, like how, like, like her latest album is like so, like, also like rock and roll, and yeah. I like yeah. love that energy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And, yeah. So when you said Miley it was like, oh, pff, I could totally yeah. see a yes, collab for with that. sure, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: So Felon, what's in your like? Immediate future? What are the next plans? What are the next evolution of the artist Felon? Give it here.
5: <laughs> well, we just like released the album and we had an amazing release party, and it felt so good to finally be playing live again. Like, yeah, uh, yes, restrictions or anything. And I feel like for me, like playing live is what I love the most. Yeah. And, uh, So the plan right now is, like, we have a bunch of shows booked for the spring, and I hope there's going to be even more shows, and I hope to finally, like, come to the U.S. Please! That would be amazing. Uh, You can
1: crash on my couch.
3: (laughs) Or you can crash in our guest room.
0: Yeah. You know, right. on the no
3: couch.
1: <laughs> she's
0: like, guys, I'm staying in a five-star hotel. Okay. Yeah, she's like, I'm at a hotel Relax. with she's my like, man. I'm flying
3: private. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how late we are partying, because if we're out late, we'll crash wherever
0: we crash at. You so know how that goes? Well, we know you're down to be up to at least 3 a.m. It's going to
5: be like a three-day thing like yeah. we're not gonna see for like three days yes for sure. oh, oh no. man yes
3: that's what happened when i went to izu and by the third day i was like y'all know how i did it but i was i was in it and you already know how the festivals go you already know what happens i was in it and so <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you and i are gonna have a great
0: time. unlike our vegas trip where it was half auntie trip it was a half auntie Because we definitely were asleep on a Saturday night at, that a, sounds like at a, 11 p.m. But we, we, we had gone
2: hard,
0: hard. We were day partying, though.
1: From,
2: like, 10 a.m. We did we a day 10 a. party. 10 a.m. to,
0: like, 6 p.m. If we
1: yeah. yeah. Felon was, was there, though, we would fucking turn it out.
0: Yeah. We, we'd <laughs> yeah. make
2: yeah. it work. You've got to turn it out.
1: <laughs> so, Felon, let us know for real, though, when you're in New York. Because yeah. we will turn yeah. it out with you.
3: Yeah. And we'll keep yeah. you posted about Coachella because, like, that's a real possibility. Because I'm yeah, I'm about it.
5: I would love it if you came. Yeah.
3: Amazing. It would be amazing. So, Felon, tell our listeners out there where they can find you online, where they can uh, perhaps purchase your album and all of that.
5: Yeah. So, on Spotify, Felon and iTunes, Apple Music, all that. And uh, then on Instagram, This Is Felon. And uh, yeah, my website as well is like This Is Felon.com. So, yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. This has been such
3: a good Kiki. I'm so glad, and we're also honored that you stayed up. Girl, grateful. Yes. Very grateful. Now, so very, very grateful. Thank <laughs> you Like, that almost almost fell out of my chair when you said 3 a.m. I was like, girl, what? But then once you explained who you were and that you like to stay up, I was like, oh, right. I see you. you. were <laughs> like, you would <laughs> be up anyway, probably. <laughs> no, yeah. She felt that night. <laughs> You'd be up. So, Felon, you have to come back here and visit us here on Pride to Podcast anytime, and we'll definitely be in touch. And congratulations on all your success thus yes. far. Thank you. Thank you. It's so great. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you, Fallon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, Pride fam. The wait is over. Pride the podcast officially has merch. So get swagged out with your Pride t-shirts, totes, stickers, and so much more coming to DNRstudios.com. So show your pride 365 i yeah.
2: Yes, Queen. Come through. Dear, that. Boys, that is Dear boys, boys by Fallon. Fallon. Yes. It's so good. I love
3: that song.
1: I cannot believe she just did an interview. What was it? like? What did she say? Like 3 a.m. her time? Yeah, it was like. Something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah, she was like,
3: I was out at a party.
1: I was out at And hey. mm-hmm.
3: I love her. I, I think her and I are going to be great party friends. Thank you so much, Ashley, right. for joining us for that interview. That was a really good time. Um, Thanks, Bat.
1: Yeah. Thanks batch. We'll handle it from here. uh,
3: Yeah. I really think that once Felon comes in New York, we're gonna like get to it.
1: We absolutely should. Yeah. You're gonna get
0: nasty. No, I'm
1: I'm raising my hand to be like a backup singer, backup dancer for Ah. like when Mm. she's on tour, like I don't know, at the Beacon Theater. Mm. Like I'm gonna I'm going to be there, like backstage. Maybe I can just conduct the orchestra or whatever, but I will I'll be a part of it. I'll have a credit, don't worry. We'll look into
2: Uh, it. You'll be PA.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. probably not a pa because mm. like my credentials if you look at my resume on linkedin or oh just, a, she's in media now I, i'm i'm a little more above the pa level but like no problem i'll hire a pa sure, sure, sure.
3: bye me. asher um. whatever thank you
1: fella that was so much fun <laughs> yeah she was
2: cool as shit so what else is going on
1: well i
3: mean there's a lot of things happening right now in the world in terms of do you see the Alec Baldwin special? About oh,
2: my God, yes. And he, he, the claim, he said, I did not pull that trigger. So when I first saw that, I was like, well, then who the fuck did,
1: bruh? And then watching no, that... that. There's so much to, like, dissect about that situation. Okay. You can't I'm... blame it on Alec Baldwin. No, or no, no are I you? didn't say I was. worked with Alec Baldwin before, and he is, okay. he is not a nice man. Like, I'll give him that. Uh-huh. Like, he's not anyone that i would recommend working with mm-hmm. but hearing this whole story and like i and ashley could, could test this too knowing how production works i guess you could too adam oh yeah like, thanks it's, it's <laughs> no problem it's it, it, i don't think it's alex's fault so i'm glad that no and that this.
2: and so but uh, optics you know according to abc it just the, the headline it made it sound like he's claiming i didn't pull the trigger like it wasn't me and just, no, I know, but like just that alone, that title, it's like, what? So, of course, it's clickbait. Yeah. So, obviously, I clicked it, watched the clip and of him explaining to George Stephanopoulos.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you have been waiting for years to say that.
2: And he was just like, this is the tea. And he was like, and he went into detail and was very thorough with his explanation. So I was like, okay, you're giving a lot of detail, which could be suspicious. But when it comes to like production, the more the more thorough you are, the better. So he was like, this is what this was. He handed me this. He said it was a cold gun. So that meant that right. it was an announcement to all of set that this gun was not going listen. to do anything.
3: No. I think that to be honest I mean the person who's the prop master that's where the buck is because listen yeah and that's I, what I, I like
2: was saying he's like it wasn't me he it, was wasn't, like, it wasn't he it wasn't because when he the prop up, master's first job Am right I wrong? it was it was okay. From okay. My, and okay. well because what happened was let me just finish ahead, this sorry, real quick ahead. so he was like yeah they were doing um marking rehearsal and you know the director was like hey, you know, point the gun at the camera, do this and that, like I need these kind of angles, like this, like that. And he was like, okay, yeah, like this. Can you see it? Okay. All right. And then he was like, hey, I'm gonna cock the gun. And so when he cocked it, you know, that was fine or whatever. And then it just like went off. Like it just went off. For some reason it had a live round in it. So that's what the that's what the investigation is. It's like who how did that cold gun get a live charge? not how come the gun went off or like or like how, I didn't
1: shoot anyone like the, I didn't pull any trigger
2: but I think it's it just mistake. went off
1: that's my question is why was there a live bullet and that's what Alec set. wants to know <laughs> because
2: oh well because in certain scenes like yeah you use a live charge it's not an actual slug right 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 no, yeah i agree yeah, this, yeah I'm, I'm here with you yeah for some reason this gun yeah had a live round so like what they pulled out of the um who was the, the, the guy that survived
3: the director the okay director survived the uh director of photography helena the Denai- dp
2: yeah she that. passed the director, but they those, pulled a slug out of him. Like it was a, it was a, yeah, full.
1: Those shells bullet. are visually different looking. I don't know. I, I do think I've that never was, worked on a set where there were guns, I so have. I can't say.
3: <laughs> Actually, we did have a gun if you, spoiler the if you ain't seen it, season two of uh, <laughs> the series. Yeah. The very last scene. That there wasn't was a, in
1: my contract. I did not know that there was a live gun on. You that. were
3: already offset by this time. Oh, thank God. Um, So we, that happened. Um, so listen, I think that. It's possible that a mistake was definitely made. I think that it was a
1: humongous it, mistake, it, it was and a it's mistake. really unfortunate. It, it is really yeah.
3: unfortunate. But apparently, the movie Rust uh, that's the name of the movie that Ali Bala was working on it's already had a lot of issues because there was a lot of crew members saying that the conditions were like not good. Well, it's, it's yeah. very yeah.
1: independent. It's very is independent. It? Yeah, it's a, it's a very independent movie. It was like a skeleton. I don't want to speak out of turn, but you know, it's your drag, turn. drag me on Twitter if I'm speaking <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a very skeleton crew because that's like the whole point of Rust was it to be like yeah very like skeleton people working on this movie.
3: It's just interesting that Republicans are trying to use this, especially since oh Alec Baldwin came after uh, Trump, you know, pretending to be him on SNL and all that. And Republicans have been using this. They got uh, shirts. Lauren Borbert made shirts that was like, oh, what you gonna do now? Like, and here's my thing. Republicans are so concerned about the parents and all things like that until it comes to guns because, as you know, there was a shooting very recently. I believe it was yesterday, correct?
1: The other uh, day.
3: Yeah. Um, Michigan. In Michigan. And there was a mm-hmm. shooting. And now, actually, the parents may actually be at fault because they're
1: on the run right now. Involuntary. Uh, well, I don't I, think they're on the run.
2: Well, That's they haven't been their, found. Well, the, our, their attorney made a statement and we're like, they – Fled, not fled. They went into hiding. So their attorney was the, fired. Well, that's it was it, really. it was the night of the, the shooting that it, that had happened. They left. They went into hiding because they filled they feared for their lives because it was on like, the run. Yes, <laughs> I, I mean, mean I'm just telling what the attorney said. But like what she said was like, or, I don't even actually know if it's a he or she. They said that they were uh, in hiding because of you know everything that had happened that afternoon. So they were like, We feared for our lives, so we just went into hiding. But, but we're going to turn ourselves in from, you know, everyone, you know, pe- protesters, but they went, people but they who wouldn't fear you for know. their
3: lives if they didn't think they did anything wrong. I think it is high time that we start when these kids are showing up to the schools to these schools and Movie theaters and stuff and shooting people and they're not even of age to fucking buy a rifle i think if they have gotten it from their parents and stuff and it's been locked up correctly the parents need to be blamed see that's what that's I, what that's I,
1: what they're being uh, I, agree, for. I agree with Durrell but i'm i'm about to take it a step further if someone can go to walmart and buy an ak-47 <laughs> and an ar-15 i think yeah. the corporations have Absolutely. so much responsibility to take in that like are you kidding me? Like my fucking niece who's five years old can go up to Walmart and buy well, it Well, what I'm 15. hoping
2: is that what's and, on the way. And they'll way. give it to
1: her. It's not on the fucking way. Well, this We've is been the dealing t- with this bullshit for the past I don't fucking know 70 years. Okay, but like, this is one of
2: the first times that I the parents of a sh- an act uh, of a shooter
1: are being held responsible. I, I love school, that you're saying design that. Like, I love that you're saying that. Listen, it's the first but of if, 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 it has if fucking, to happen if, once for House can get away with all the mm-hmm. shit that he did. I have no faith in your argument. Sure
2: absolutely
1: but it's what i'm disgusting. saying is
2: this is a it, it's a huge like moment now, i don't know if it's a step in the right it, it is a we've step always in the right direction. had
1: huge moments but unfortunately like we saw in the rotten house verdict it's going to be slapped in our faces like, oh, I'm sure it's it, we've we've always seen this. We've always <sighs> seen us as uh, as an American nation who believes in the democratic process, who believes in right and wrong, who believes in Christianity versus evil, trying to become All that forward. Went... <sighs> Wait a second. Mm-hmm. And then everything gets slapped on our face because evil seems to win in this country.
2: Yeah, because we stole we're on stolen land. Like we're cursed. Like, this is, n- nothing is ever going to be, like, hunky-dory. All right, Kathy. I mean, you we're sitting on stolen I land. I agree
1: with what you're saying, but, like, should that not, like, should we not try to be better?
2: Absolutely. We can, we and that's can, why I'm, I'm that's my, my, what I'm saying is, is that this is a good thing in the right direction. And we're now holding the parents of a shooter well, so so just a little
3: yeah. note on that: it's involuntary manslaughter charges against the parents of mm-hmm. Ethan Crumbly. He was uh, he killed four students in Michigan High School. Um, however, like Adam said, the attorneys, there's two attorneys who are representing the couple, released a statement that said they have they had left town for their safety and are returning for arraignment. Now on Thursday night, they said that they tried to reach out to them and everything, and it says they are not fleeing from law enforcement despite recent uh, commitment uh, comments, but. They did withdraw fi- $4,000 from an ATM in Rochester Hills, Michigan, on Friday, which is about 10 to 15 miles from Oxford. And then they haven't been able to track them because they turned off their phones. So now yeah. everyone's like, that's so, shady. You- so that's
2: why it's like they are they, running. They're running. They're, they are running. Yeah, now they're
1: on the I- I mean did, so- they th- they, did they turn off their phones too? Like, we're going um, to find you.
2: One of, one of the big questions that I have is, how did they pull out $4,000 from an ATM?
1: My bigger question is, who has $4,000 that you can just pull out?
2: That's true, too.
3: Well, if anyone out there see them, let them know the Crumblies are driving a 2021 Kia Seltos with the Michigan license plate number DQG5203. And they are looking for them right now. Um... Hello, this is Darrell Anthony reporting live. I have an update, and we are looking for the Crumbly's. They are the parents of Ethan Crumbly, and again, they are driving a black 2021 Kia Seltos with the Michigan license plate number D for Delta, Q for (coughs) Quayload, G for Golf, 5203. So please, if you see them, please call the local authorities. They are being looked for, and because apparently they had went up to the school and there'd already been a situation with their son. Mm, yeah, they they, they, they
2: they warned them already. They, they warned them. So like, hey, your kid's not right. Something's up.
3: There had been many conversations, and mm-hmm. apparently the parents was like, "Yo, here you go, take care of it." So now we have to see how this shakes out. And what is very interesting about this, they released a picture of the shooter, and it was him in church. Like it was. Of course, it, it, it always it was, is. It, they painted him mm-hmm. as. He's just a He's troubled kid. He's just a kid.
2: troubled kid. And I can't
3: help but think of the way that they did Ahmaud Aubrey a few weeks ago. Luckily, we did see the convictions in that case. But it's interesting how they tried to paint him as the villain.
2: As like a someone who was there like robbing, was stealing. And there was no proof of that. They were just talking out their ass.
3: I mean, Sandra Bullock released a video on uh, Twitter and Instagram a couple of days ago.
1: Sandra Bullock?
3: Yeah. What? Singapore. I missed yeah. right Me too. Yeah, yeah, no. It was really great. Please go check it out. Where She talked about having a black son. And she <gasps> oh. Said, yeah, I, yeah.
1: Because she yeah. was the blind side. Yeah, but yeah. she
3: also has a real... Yeah. And she was just oh, like... Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And she was just like, I had to tell him, like, why are you wearing a hoodie? And he was just like, oh, I don't know. And she, she said what do you think people are going to think when they see you in a hoodie? He said that I'm trying to hide something. She said, okay, so you can't wear a hoodie mm-hmm. because you are a black child and you are very different. Your life is going to be de- very different than any white child. And everyone was very much applauding her. They were like, thank you for telling him. She's like, because my heart hurts that like I know that I'm not going to be around forever to tell him this lesson. And I don't want to get a call that he goes before me because of the racism and injustice in this country. And it is very interesting how... People of color have to have a very different conversation with their children than people who are white. Because, I mean, it, the reality is, it's like, and I, told, I said this on the podcast about a year ago, when Brandon and I go home together and we're driving, I always let him drive. Number one, because he'd be pedaling to the metal. But I also know... <laughs> yeah, I'm a
1: better driver, but go ahead.
3: No no, 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 no. Well, I mean, sure, fine. I just, I don't like to drive. But when I do that, because part of it is because if a situation happens... I know that I might make it out with my life. And
1: honestly, Darrell, I didn't know that you thought that mm-hmm. until you told me that about a year ago. Yeah, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I've always
3: felt that way, and I'm just like, I'd rather have it. And again, also, I don't like to drive, but I always try to turn it over to, if I'm hanging out with a white counterpart, I'm like, you drive.
1: I didn't know that yeah, because until recently. I want to live. Yeah. I
2: want to know what my friends Sarah and Chase are doing to protect their two black adopted babies
3: you said they had told you things before how they had reached out to them right like talk to the kids didn't you say that what that sarah and chase had talked to their kids like you didn't you say you had spoke to them before about this
2: mm, i don't remember that oh, I you did. well because the, the, the first time i met them i walked up and i was like who are these two black babies that you have they're like no we're we're fostering and we you know planning to adopt i was like what oh my god that's awesome congratulations my yeah I, i'm curious to know though like well we have to be careful. Because we're deep in the we're deep in West Texas. Right. So it's like they could But you have to be careful that we You know that when white
3: people adopt black children it's not a let me adopt you to make your life better because you know um, I know you guys probably know about the famous Thanksgiving story of the black guy who texted who he thought was his grandma and it wasn't it was this white lady and her husband and then he started going to their yeah Thanksgiving. it's been
1: it's been on the Today Show for a long time right it's so really sweet
3: Netflix is actually going to make a movie about it now and someone on Twitter yesterday said please don't make this about how this white family saved this black boy from going down the wrong path right because that's what's going to happen that's what that's what happens in a lot of those situations and I just. I want people to give everyone a lot more credit. You know, as Brayden said, we were both recently in Texas. And I just saw the, – the thought process is very different. But here's where I'm going to defend Texas. This never happens. The news that they get is a little bit crazy. So when they see things happening – Like, the media definitely pedals to them. Like, they tell them that things are a lot crazier than they are. They tell them things are a certain way. So I I watched news multiple times there. On local news networks, Mm -hmm. they literally say... When they talk about New York, they're like shit popping off in of New York. There's a flood down here. There was an active shooter. Someone got pushed into subway tracks. So like last night I was talking to my grandma when I was like going home and she's like, where are you? I said, I'm on the train waiting." she said, be careful. Like, I don't want you to get pushed in the tracks. I'm like, what? I mean, has that happened? Yes. But the way the news back home portrays it is that it continuously happens every single day. And there's like a mass murderer running around doing this.
1: Can I go back to what Adam was yeah. saying a little bit? And I'm about to be very vulnerable right now and we can probably cut this out. If no, we, we keep everything. I'm white, right? Um, <laughs> I guess so, yeah. stop laughing. Oh no. Um, I am half adopted. I think everybody knows that. I do want to have kids. I do think that I should adopt a kid in order to pay it back. In order, just like I was whatever have you mm-hmm. i would prefer to adopt a person a, a baby of color rather than a per, a baby of w- white color just like give the person of the baby of color like an opportunity how does that stand in your opinion how does that stand in your minds with me doing that. Is it appropriation? Is it just like Well don't make it, it a
3: charity to... case. I mean here's the thing. I was gonna say I don't you, think it's appropriation. It, 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 it's not appropriation. That's something completely different. But like you immediately said what I just said earlier. You said, I want to give them a better chance. So you know immediately by adopting a kid of color that they don't have the same chance but I'm you have.
1: I'm also gay. So like right, but you we be, all that, have like,
3: that that that's <laughs> notwithstanding okay. you're still a white male. So okay. you said that you know adopting a kid of color because you said, I want to give them a better chance. So you already know that the chances of a person of color is is less than than yours. So I think as long as you keep that in the forefront and as long as you go to this kid and you're like, and and you're asking. Listen, so we met um, a friend of ours, Darren, a friend of the pod. We had a a friend of his um, adopted a daughter who's black. Um, that we met at gym Bar like a while ago. He gave us those brownies, fucked us up. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah.
4: He, yeah, yeah he he has a,
3: he has a daughter who is black, and he was definitely talking to Ashley about like, oh, I would love for you to come around like I, I wanna like because I think that at the end of the day, any parent, anybody can give love, but there are certain things when it comes to hairstyles, when it comes to music, when it comes to that. That you will need a black friend. or... Well,
1: I have my aunties, y'all.
3: Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> you will need someone to teach that and and for them to understand that. And I think as long as it's an open dialogue, and as long as the kid don't, the kid knows, like I'm black, you white. Like it's important to know that because I see so many situations where the kid's like, I'm white too. And see, that's like, what, what
2: I I want to know about Chase and Sarah. Like I, especially living in West Far West Texas, like yeah. we can be, you know. They could bury their hands, their head, their heads in the sand like ostriches, and it's just like this is what life is, and it's like no, they need to experience and they need to know their culture. Like, but it's
3: hard. my business. It is hard for someone white to teach a culture that they don't know anything about, unless they.
1: Unless I'm not they, saying that I was going to teach the culture. I would just want to.
3: But you would have to really love the culture. Like, listen oh. here.
1: The, okay, yeah
2: no. no, you're 100% right. Like you need to be able to like appreciate and love the culture right. for you to
1: be a teacher of said culture. like, you would I'm have not to, like otherwise be a teacher you're of just the right I will never be that. So, I'm just inherently not that. Right. right. So
3: you would have to make sure that if this is something you want to do, which I think you would be good to do that.
1: Well, tell me if I shouldn't do that. Should I go the white route? No, I, mean, I think you should Go to route a child
3: that you love right. and the child that it, it, it And it might not be a black child, it might not be a white child. It might be a Mexican, it might be Asian, whatever that case. Yeah, but, I'll, I'll, of, course, right. of course. But what I'm saying right. is, when you find said child, make sure that you if they are different than you and have a different background than you even if they're white they could be white and russian i mean i don't know but if they have a different background always check with that culture and make sure that that's ingrained in that child but also integrate your own culture into that child like you don't want to get a child from australia and then you're you know you adopt them and then you're like let me teach you how to be country from i would never do that i mean not white face that's your place um i mean
2: he's, it, but still yeah but they i think you would still need to learn i would be happy to learn. exactly like yeah. you have to be able to learn and like want to genuinely have curiosity for that child's like background 100%,
3: 100%. culture
1: a hundred percent how wh- I mean, what they you, eat but you isn't know? that the
3: same thing also When you're dating someone different, I know, Adam, you've been learning a lot about Sharab's culture and Mm -hmm. he's been learning about yours. It's like that's very important because like we are all very different. That's the whole point of
1: being human beings on this planet. Right.
3: But, you know, we talked about this before. Like, when we were starting out being friends in college, I don't think that any of us three, and maybe I'm wrong, y'all tell me, I didn't think of... Adam is Mexican or you is white. Like, we were just friends. No. And it, it it never became a thing. But now looking back on different microaggressions that I feel like I faced and Adam has spoke about microaggressions that he faced, is like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was people letting me know that I am black and this is my place. And, and I didn't know that then. I, I yeah. didn't know that that was it. So... You know, I think that, you know, I've had several friends tell me, I never think you was my black friend or my gay friend. And I'm like, but you have to, because Because I am am black and I am am gay. gay." And my experience is very different than yours. Like, but that doesn't negate either experience. Like, I'm not saying like, you know, I know when like you live in Harlem, Brayden, when you and Tyler live there, it's like someone could easily call y'all a fag. Great. But I could too as well. And then my situation could get very like, not only homophobic, but very racist. And, but that doesn't negate someone calling y'all that. And it doesn't mean that, like, well, what about me? No, that's not what it means. I think it's just that having people stand up and understand that we're all very different and that some of us face different, cons- not consequences, but different fallouts from situations than others.
2: It's, it's, I don't know how, what we were originally talking about, but I'm glad we went down this road.
3: Yeah, but we were talking that was, about, that was good. We were talking about Sandra Bullock. Um, and her, and, right. and then the parents, like being a little bit more responsible for the children and taking responsibility for them. Um, but listen, family yeah. is a very tricky thing. I know you guys heard about Chris Cuomo, who's currently under investigation, Child boo. Um, at CNN. Because, but hold on, I'm not saying he's right at all. But he is. He used his power to try to defend his brother, and we still don't know. I mean, there's a lot of articles that saying that he looked up information on the women to try to like. I don't know if he was going to scare them or, like, see how much they lie. I don't know what he was doing, but he definitely did something that caused him to get suspended from CNN.
1: Okay, this is what I have to say because I work in media. Mm -hmm. Regardless, if you are as prominent as Chris Cuomo in media Mm -hmm. and you have a brother who is as prominent in politics, that is a huge...
3: Conflict of interest.
1: A huge conflict of interest. You cannot. I understand that your family and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But like you, especially in today's times when Mm -hmm. everybody's going to figure out everything, Mm -hmm. he should And I love CNN. Mm -hmm. I love Chris Cuomo. I love his muscles. I I love, I love, I love everything about him. He. Should not have provided any type of counsel, any type of like
2: opinion.
1: He, shouldn't Brothers shouldn't anything. Anything.
2: he should not have said
3: he Shit. shouldn't have got involved, but like Brayden said, all. no, it is a conflict of interest. And with the but prominence- the Cuomo
1: family, especially yeah. in New York State, yep. is like that's what it is. Like the Cuomos have run New York State for the past
3: from Mario, crazy Mario, like crazy,
1: right? For the past, I don't know, what is it, 20 something years? I want to play a clip real quick, okay. Go
3: ahead. <laughs> no,
2: wait. I don't know. get off. that. Had nothing to do with that because uh, well, okay, it did. Because in, oh, in oh. what I was, were, what the video was from Insecure, their latest season, when Issa, wait, have you you got up? Yeah, okay. When Issa Kobe's the baby said, Fuck them kids. That was the gif I sent about throw the whole family away because the Cuomo's. Are messy.
1: I know, but it's just really embarrassing from a, like, national standpoint to look at New York, which New York State is...
2: We're embarrassing.
1: N- New York State, in my opinion, guides the nation and how to, like, move forward and be pro- progressive and, like... You do? What?
2: New York State or New York City? Because New, New York
1: State is very red. Okay, let me... New York State in proximity of New York City because Mm -hmm. we run New York State. Guides the country and how to move forward in terms of being progressive and and, and acceptance and in.
3: I I agree with that, but I think we also give ourselves the opportunity for the country to make fun of us because obviously going back to the South, people think we're like some Yankees crazy people up here, and
1: well, that's just because they're uneducated in the South. That's it. Okay, go ahead. So I'm and I'm from the South, and everybody is uneducated. It's mm-hmm. it's. <laughs> It's so sad but like that's that's what it is and that's what we're dealing with.
3: Yeah. I just think that like we're in a situation now like I I wish Chris Cuomo wouldn't have done that but I'm actually glad that we are finding out that like listen there're cracks in every family cracks in every surface you know, and I think that the victims are the most important people in this. And I don't want us to forget about that because a lot of times we talk about, you know, we're talking about the Cuomo's like the victims are the people here who need to have justice justice, and we need to hear from them. So I would love to hear from the victims.
1: And also what I would say too, is like we as liberals are always like attacking the Republicans and the conservatives. Listen, we have messes in our own homes as, as liberals and as Democrats. Like we all understand it. But what's great about the liberal and democratic party is that we recognize it, and we try to expel that in order to come on, hold uh, them accountable. In order to come out on top, what I think is different is the conservative and Republican party doesn't. They just try to team on to them. All our last president, all our Matt Gates, all our Rick Lauren Bobert. What
3: she said about Elon Omar was oh
2: my god. Like,
1: sorry, but I'm I'm saying like in the in the liberal and Democratic party is like we understand. Politicians are fucking full of bullshit. Let's acknowledge that and rise above. Republicans don't do that. I rise, I,
2: I rise above. I I agree
1: with
3: that. And listen, we need to learn how to love each other a little bit more. Um, Annie Live came out this week, uh, this past week, and we, it was a really great watch. Um, Selena. Who played the young um, Annie she was so good um, and I think she has a big future ahead of her I, it, it was great her voice
1: was killer yeah. I have to say I mean listen she was young and she was flat a little places but who isn't but she was great
3: yeah and I'm excited to see where that comes and that that's a story about love and that's a story about adoption Adoption. so <laughs> it's, it's it like get, getting to a point of love and I mean in this story specifically, there was a bald headed white man adopted a little black girl. So there's that. Um, but listen, I want everyone out there, please continue to love your family.
1: Adam,
2: <laughs> get off of the. Adam, hello? Yes.
1: When did you take that edible last?
2: A long time ago. Yeah, so I need wow. to. So
3: with, with that, we're gonna end this episode, guys thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Pride the Podcast please go follow us on all social media at Pride the series um, all over the place Uh, you can also go get our merch at DNR shop you can call us at 844-25-PRIDE and you can leave us a message like talk about you know if you want to talk to us I don't know you can find me at (laughs) I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram Darrell Anthony on Twitter and Darrell Anthony on Facebook love you guys thank you so much
2: and you can find me Box Wine Poppy with a zero on Instagram and Twitter my Twitter is not safe for work. Um, yeah. And you can Venmo me at Adam A.
1: Rios. And I'm the most professional one out of the group. Just follow me at Mr. Braden Bradley on Instagram.
3: Or his LinkedIn. Or his OnlyFans.
1: Ooh. No, I don't know OnlyFans. Are you kidding me? I see a
3: pink booty. Anyway, it's brown. But guys, <laughs> is,
1: guys, I'm out. Thank
3: you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week.
1: Bye. Bye.